Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of God cast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. What is up, my friends, Ow. my family? Thank you. Welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, uh, that place where we talk about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God. My name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to find the crossroads where faith and fandom had their little fender bender, mm. exchanged information, and fell deeply, madly, and irredeemably in love. But I'm not going to be doing it by myself because she is sitting next to me eating a bag of M&M's. Uh, what's your favorite color, Eminem? Um, the red ones. Why? Because they're pretty. Okay. She's sometimes sassy, always classy. A fan of Rojo Eminems mm. from the Island of Enchantment. Would you please welcome lovely Lady Lise Mari? Hello. Hi, Lise Mari. How do you do today? You know, when I was a kid, they didn't have red Eminems. Is that a joke? No. Oliver, do you remember that they didn't used to have red Eminems? No. I. Didn't they? They didn't they, always have. So they did. Uh, they had. Are you colorblind? No. <laughs> no. Uh, so they didn't have blue M Ms. I, I don't believe, and they didn't have red M Ms. Um, they had two different shades of brown M Ms, though. Yes. So I, that I remember. Originally, M Ms. They did have the red ones, but there was a rumor. I don't know if it was true or not, but there was a rumor that the the coloring that they used to make the red M Ms was carcinogenic, like that it could give you cancer. So they, what? yeah, so uh, Mars pulled the red color from bags of M&Ms because of bad press that it had gotten. In fact, I remember even being a kid and asking my mom. that. So w there was a movie that came out in the 1986 maybe called Peggy Sue Got Married. Uh, it was Kathleen Turner and Nicolas Cage. And she was at her high school reunion, ended up passing out and waking up again in high school, knowing everything that she knew. Um, kind of think think back to the future kind of vibe, right? So she's yes. reliving her high school as herself, knowing what she knows. And uh, her sister was eating uh, out of a bowl of M&Ms, and she said, don't eat the red ones. And um, sister's like, why? She goes, oh, because they'll turn your lips red. You know, like, and it was a stupid line, right? But I remember <laughs> asking my, my, my dad or my mom or somebody why, I'm like eight years old, why can't she eat the red M&Ms? And they told me that whole story. So, yeah, fun fact about your favorite. Look at uh, that. Chocolate candy shell. So thankfully, I love toxic things. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Typical. You are what you eat. Uh, sitting across the table from us, uh, you are never going to meet a nicer guy unless you happen to be on the wrong side of a PvP match with him. My friend, your friend, and a ray of sunshine in all of our lives. It is Jamaican Ollie. Yaman. Yaman. Hey. What's up, my friend? Uh, nothing much. I'm just here with my best friends and having a conversation Aww. I, I love how subdued you are tonight man you're like in this nice mood i don't you got this very this very jamaican ollie npr sort of vibe <laughs> like you're today. wearing a baby blue shirt he, yeah it's making me feel like i'm getting a warm hug that's what i'm saying like ollie is like human soothing he's like it's just like i don't a know giant cup of tea spa, <laughs> spa treatment uh with with uh with eyes okay. so thank you ollie for bringing a little peace and tranquility into our lives uh we have a very small crew tonight this is just kind of us hanging out man yeah. uh, everybody else is off seeking their adventure in other realms and that's cool we wish them all well but uh it doesn't matter how many people are sitting around the table what really matters is who is in the booth he is pushing all the buttons that's to keep right. this bucket of bolts flying our own resident smart guy nick the engineer 
Hello. Hey, Nick. Hey. <laughs> Nick, you're uh, you have a a, a son. Uh, his name is Jacob. J- and yes. and Lizmati is just. Uh, I love him she, so much. She loves him so much. He's so precious. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit partial because he's my kid. But he's a pretty <laughs> darn cute. He's kid. a pretty cute he's kid. Such donkey yes. cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are also very glad that you are here. We would love for you to join the conversation. Let us know what your favorite color M and M is, or are you more of a Skittles person? Ooh, I personally, I'm a Reese's Pieces guy given my choice, but uh, everybody, there's room for everybody around the table. Uh, let us know what you like uh, on the on the social medias, on the internet. What's the best place for them to find us, kids? Wherever there's people online who love Jesus and nerdy stuff, the Nerd of Godcast is there. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. Become a supporter of this ministry at Patreon slash Nerd of Godcast. That's Patreon.com slash Nerd of Godcast. That's correct. That's you pa- can also subscribe to our Daily Nerd DVD on your favorite podcast app or on your Alexa. Finally, join our online small group, the Nerd of God Squad, on Facebook by going to nogsquad.com. Share some memes and live your dreams. We did it! <laughs> Speaking of Patreon slash Nerd of Godcast or Patreon.com slash Nerd of Godcast more appropriately, I want to give a, a quick shout out Ooh, to a that. new patron, everybody. What? Yeah, we are excited. Who is the handsome devil? I w- I'll tell you. His name is Kung Fury. Caleb. That's a weird name, but I love it. <laughs> we okay. love we love all of our patrons, but Kung Fury Caleb was actually a young man who we met at Megacon. Oh. And uh, he went home and he decided to be one of our patrons. So That's we are so, so cool. grateful and it's that an honor awesome. to welcome Kung Fury Caleb. Caleb, I like that name. He was uh he was cosplaying as Kung Fury from the uh, short film Kung Fury. So, um, yeah, that. so that is it. Uh, so we're going to get this thing started. Sometimes we'll do a two-question interview. Sometimes we will do a what are you really into. Sometimes uh, we will play a little game of if we were. But we're going to do something tonight, and it's just called What's Up? Hey. Hi, how are you? How you doing? So what's up, G? Just living a life, having some prune juice. True, true. What is up? What's up? So we're going to talk about just what's up with you. Just catch us up a little bit on, on some cool things. What's the coolest thing that's happened to you lately? What is up with you, Ollie? Uh, with me? Yeah. Um, and don't feel like you're on the spot. I actually have some preceded answers for you if you're nervous. Uh, well, uh, I have to say that uh, my daughter, uh, w- with her uh, worship band here, uh one teen talent, uh, or wait, what place did they get again? They got second place got in the, second in the place. state, and that is actually that's basically. That is, and you, you got won. it. That is my what is up for you, Ollie. <laughs> that was actually that was actually what I had written down. So congratulations, thank you. You did it, man. Gosh, Oliver. Yeah. So so, much so Ava, blood of yours. She she learned a new instrument. Yes, and that's pretty exciting, man. She yes. and she plays a couple instruments already. Yes, that this is supposed to be her fifth instrument. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. She uh, she plays multiple sports, plays multiple instruments. How many languages does she speak? Uh, fortunately, w- one that I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but they, she's working on developing a brand new one on her own. I would not sure, be surprised. I'm sure. Thank you, Phoenicians. Uh, she's she's uh so, so they're on their way now to international team talent. Yes, uh, which is happening at the end of the summer, man. So that was a that was great. We were congratulating her and cheering her on, Ava. Uh, so shout out to Ava. Shout out to Ava. Does, well, is there are we in any danger of Ava listening to this show? 
Probably not. Okay. <laughs> Ava. We love you anyway. Well, somebody that Ava knows is listening. So somebody that you, if you know Ava, shout at her. She did or if your job. name is also Ava, we love you. We love you. Great job, mm-hmm. Ava. Even if you didn't do nothing, you might as well take credit for it. Yes. Um, so uh, what, what's up with you, Lismati? Anything new? Let's see. What's up with me? I mean, I don't know that this is exciting, but for me, it's a personal victory. I've been taking a statistics, a college statistics course for the past few months, and I've just been miserable. I truly believe that in hell, there's a specific area where people are forced to take statistics, and that's just what they do (laughs) for the rest of eternity. They use SPSS. It is awful. It is. And and you would know that because you've done so much of my homework for me. (laughs) With you. With you. With you, <laughs> with you for academic integrity purposes. Correct, correct. But um, but I finally uh, turned in my last final last night. I cried. It was emotional. Um, and then I found out today that I have finished the class with a B. Oh, good And job. you know what? Pastly Smotty would have been angry that she missed the mark on getting an A. Currently, Smotty, who's more emotionally mature and stable than Pastly Smotty, <laughs> can say that the beat is good, and I am thankful. Well, congratulations! It's nice to get things behind you, isn't it? That's what I'm talking about. Good job. And uh, and we'll, we will take a B. A B might not be an A, but it's still. That's so what I'm saying. We love that. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Lismati and I also, went, we went on an adventure uh, the other day. Oh, my gosh. We did. Yeah. So we went. Uh, do you guys do you guys drink from these, like, metal insulated cups that, you know, people drink their coffee Only in or their, their water always. in? Yes. So, so I, and on display right here, Lismati has one. It's kind of her trademark accessory. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they were making a Funko Pop figure of her, she would be distinguished by her, uh, by her, the cup that she holds in her hand, which is her, her with her as always accessory yes. so she loves these cups i i have uh, i have a cup here i like drinking hot tea out of mine and um we we saw that they're this cup place and and it's okay i'm gonna give them a shout out i avoided oh, doing it before sponsor me <laughs> i don't have followers and people don't really care that much about my life L- lismati uh, <laughs> what is up lismati is brought to you by Corksicle. Corksicle. And they make these these fun little cups with uh, different colors. They're very fancy. They have licensed ones. So they have Star Wars ones and Disney ones and Marvel ones and different things like that. And uh, they opened up a store at Disney Springs. It's their first brick and mortar Here store. Here in our homeland. In our, in our hometown of Orlando at Disney Springs, theme park adjacent. They uh, opened up a little store and I got an email saying our grand opening is on a Friday and um, for the first 100 people that are going to come, we're giving free stuff away. And I was like, that's pretty Pretty cool, right? right. Uh, well, I looked at the details of what they were giving away, and Ollie, they were giving away a year's supply of free cups. Now, these cups retail for what, 40, 50 bucks? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And they were giving away a thing where if you went, you would get a free cup every month for a year. Nice. For the first 100 people. That's a lot of cups. Which we figured out was something close to like $50,000 worth of cups, yep, right? Yep. Like that's a lot of merchandise, a lot of retail that they're giving away here. He texts me. He'd send me this information at like midnight the night before, and I responded, we ride at dawn. Well, <laughs> she lied because we rode at four <laughs> when dawn was still in bed. Oh, my goodness. We, uh, we left the house at four o'clock to go down there, and we went to this shopping center, and... Um, 
it was, uh, and again, a this, journey. It was a journey, and it was closed when we got there because it was four in the morning, as right. you would imagine. Because more closed. rational people said we don't have to. We don't need to be here. They didn't need the cups, uh, so we we spent the next um, six hours mm-hmm. trying to find ways in, trying to sneak to break in. in. We split up. She and my son Christian ended up like hiding in a parking garage, which was closed. Like you couldn't get cars in the parking garage because it was barely closed. convinced they thought we were homeless and were being nice and letting us take shelter. Yeah, oh and I ended up parking on the far end of the, uh, the the place, like back in an employee cast member work area, back by these trailers. In fact, there was a truck, and it was it was like a work truck with like lights on the top and everything like that, that pulled up to me when I was driving in looking for a place to park my car and hide, and uh, they kind of rolled down their window and, and waved their hand to, for me to stop, and I'm like, oh, geez, all right, okay, act cool, be casual. And this worker in there, he goes, is this the supply shop? Like acting like I was somebody, right? Like he thought I was somebody that I was not, and uh, and and to me, I panicked because I was just trying. I was ready just to be agreeable. I was ready to be yes sir, move along, whatever. And so he asked me a question, and my, I was just still in agreeable mode, and I just fell fell into it. I was just like, yeah, I think it is. I say, yeah, it is, sure is. And he goes, well, he said, who do I need to call to get uh get this this uh, this this item reordered here? And I'm like. You know, at this time of the morning, I don't even know who would answer. <laughs> All right, well, have a good one. You know, don't work too hard, okay? And then I drove on. And I was like, that was crazy. That was crazy. All right. So and now a- Tony's going to hell. No, no. You get one lie a year. I, I discovered. Oh my, my pastor told me that. Uh, I, 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 uh, I, I drove. I, I parked. I ended up sneaking in. And um, I, I, I I was doing really well. Like I got out, I tucked my shirt in, I act like I was supposed to be there, right? Yes. And uh, and 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 I, I, I there was a security guard that saw me, and I'm walking, and I'm just walking purposeful stride, head face forward. I stopped, I picked up some trash and threw it on the ground. I was just acting like I was supposed to be there. <laughs> Well, I finally, I passed a couple security guards, no big deal, finally got stopped by the third one, and she's like, where are you going? I said, uh, I'm looking for my family, which is true, I was. Now, remember, this is now at about 4.40 in the morning. They were hiding in a garage, I didn't know this, and uh, the security guard goes, yeah, two women and a, and a man, and it was, and that, that was, that, that was, uh, what? Oh, no, I was just clearing my So it was Sheena and, and Liz Mati and, and Christian. And uh, so apparently they had already been nabbed by this, <laughs> this uh, security officer uh, who sent them off in one direction. But they were actually in the other direction because... They went and I don't even know how you got there. We, they, she told us that we couldn't. She was mean. She was not in a good Disney mood that day. Did, <laughs> did we say it was Disney? It's Disney. Okay. Yes. And she sent us off. And I, you got to understand that my brain at four o'clock in the morning was like full mission focus. I didn't care if somebody was going to be left behind. That's it. It's <laughs> yeah. like. This was like Ocean's Eleven for I, us, right? I like, just, <laughs> every man for himself, we're focused, we're determined. If you're weak, you're the, you're, you get left. Yeah. Oh Go away. Goodness. Goodbye. So I, I was really determined that we just need to get to wherever the line was. And when she told us to, to leave the, the orange garage is where it was, I was like, okay, gotta go to the next garage. And we like hiked. We went through like wooded areas, like greenery. We walked over over you know like planes of grass and all sorts of shit i said someone's gonna for sure come and arrest us it very much looks like we're trespassing right now because we were um but they didn't and we got to the other garage which was completely closed off and i said well you know what if we just turn the corner through that bush 
not like that's beneath us at this point. We can probably just go in through the stairs. And that's exactly what we did. And no one said anything. Well, when this woman found me, she sent me back to my car. So I had to go all the way back to my car, which was like a mile from where I was at that point. So I had to haul it all the way back. But then I'm in my vehicle and I can't get to where they are because they're hiding in a garage that's closed. So I go to the other garage where there's a security guard there and he's trying to stop me from getting in. And I said, oh, I'm just waiting for uh, waiting for my son, which was true <laughs> because I was waiting for my son to you know get to me. And he goes, is he working on the second floor? And I didn't know. I guess I, I kind of like let him believe. Uh, I said he's. I, I, I love how you're refusing I, I, to say that you lied. I didn't all lie. I just kind of. I, I just kind of. He goes. He, oh, he, oh, he asked me. He said, "Who's he working for?" And I said, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> and he's like, "All right." So he just let me stay there. So uh, anyway, long story short, we did not need to be there at four o'clock in the morning we because the line didn't even start forming till like eight. That's oh. not true. That is not true. It is it true. Is, Tony Talavera. Okay. We got to the line. When we finally got to the correct line, it was around 7.30, and there was a good 15 people in line. That's not true. There was exactly 10 people in line because I, I counted, and there was 10 people in line. Uh, there was actually only two people in line when I got there, but uh, when I got there, there were they, they started... Like 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 the two people that were in line. When I pulled up, the people there was a bunch of people in their cars that panicked and got out and like went and jumped in line. So there was there was exactly ten people in line at seven thirty. Okay, when so, we got in there, it was like seven forty five, and we were the next like fifteen. You know, we made the next fifteen, and then I would say when the rest of the one hundred showed up was between like eight fifteen and. 8.45. So they ended up letting us in about 8.50, 9 o'clock. Okay. Uh, this place doesn't open till 10. And uh, the, the cool thing was, and I'm going to give Disney credit for this, is because it, from where we were, which was a security checkpoint in a parking garage, which was about a quarter mile away from where the place actually was inside the shopping center, um, they... I knew that once they let us through, it was going to be a free-for-all. And you were going to have the insane people that were behind us in line running and trampling and trying to get past us, you know, every man for himself. Um, but to Disney's credit, they said, we're going to let you through and we're going to walk you over there so you stay in the position that you were in line. Okay, And they nice. did. So we got in there and it was out of the 100 people that were the first 100 people in line. There was more than 100 people there. But out of the first 100 people in line, we were, Lismati was number 11. Hey. And it was 12, 13. I and should have been number one. And I was number 14. <laughs> and uh, and we got in there. They gave us wristbands to show that we were the first 100. So there was no problem. And then they gave us cards. And we each got one free corksicle cup per month for the rest of the year. Oh, wow. For a year. Including the first one, which was a really nice like canteen bottle. Yeah. It was blue. And it said uh, the 100 Club, which is because we were the first 100 people to be there. It had a nice, nice little like customized logo. So uh, big shout out to Eric and Steven, the founders of Corksicle, who, who we got we to met. meet. And uh, and it was that was a really fun thing. And that was a big value to, you know, get out there and, and win something cool, you know. So does this does this mean that like birthdays and Christmas presents? Everybody's from- getting a Corksicle. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Liz Muddy's like, can I have your extra corksicle? <laughs> Literally, I'm like, if you don't want one, I'll take it. Yeah, like she doesn't. I don't think she's gonna play like pong or something like that, like cup pong with her corksicles. Uh, Nick, anything interesting or, or unique happened to you lately? Um, I had an EI training for work. 
Oh what yeah. Well, mean? I know I know what an EI training is, but why don't you tell everybody else what one is? So EI stands for emotional intelligence training. Oh, I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was like a farm animal naming oh, training. No. No. <laughs> like like you know, a farmer Nicky had a dog. E I E I O. Lame. Okay. No. Yeah. No. So emotional intelligence, the first test that Nick has ever failed. <laughs> Tony, I actually did okay, thank you. Okay, um, I'm sure you did. Nick. He's no. like a Vulcan. I mean, what do you want? No, it's just being more, uh, basically training to like be more aware of other people's emotions and especially your own emotions. And do you feel more in tuned with yourself? Um, <laughs> maybe a little. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Very awkward whenever you have to like break down how you feel whenever somebody is like pushing your buttons oh yeah yeah so but do you think it will help you a little bit yeah this is not one of those things that they had just for you was it oh, like no, no, like it oh nick, a... nick reacts every time somebody does something he goes into full meltdown mode no it was there was about nine of us uh. so, <laughs> so, it was so, a so group. basically nick was at an anger anger management seminar <laughs> that's what it was kind of i guess you could say that <laughs> um yeah no uh and that, and then you know, Jacob's starting to to talk. Oh, he's not talking; he's babbling a lot more. Aww. Yeah. Aww. You, you, you asked Jessica. She she tried to take a nap yesterday, and uh, all all he did was like babble really loudly <laughs> the, the entire half hour that she tried to to take a nap. And she said that all she did was lay in bed and look at her phone for a half hour. <laughs> That's the best thing. Asleep. You got kids, man, and they're little babies, and all you want them to do is walk and talk, and then they do, and all you want them to do is sit down and <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Well, that is awesome. Well, now that we uh, now that we've got a little bit of information about kind of what's happening with us, and there's more, but I don't want to spend too too much time talking about this. Uh, now that we know Nick has uh, some level of emotional intelligence, I would love to spend the next few minutes getting into Nick's head in a little game that we're going to call "Get Into Nick's Head." Ooh. Okay. And this is uh, this is a a mind reading game. So I hope you guys are all feeling very like uh, psychic tonight. Oh gosh. Uh, grab your little mini boards, which Lismati has written her name on, and drawn a Puerto Rican flag on. <laughs> I felt creative today. Nice. Uh, and what's going to happen is Nick is going to give us a word with a blank. So it might be like um, peanut blank. And what you have to do is you have to write the word that Nick is thinking of in his head. So everybody has to fill in the blank. And Are you playing this as well? I am as well. Oh, wow. Because I don't know I don't know what's in Nick's head. So we've all got a chance to do this. Keep your own scores on your board. Nick, are you ready? I am. Then let's get into that head of yours. All right. Uh, first up, I have mud. All right. You get a point if you get the word exactly correct as Nick thinks it. Only got a few seconds. So we got to go quickly. And Oliver, what's your word? Pie. Lismati. Mine was also pie. I put slide. Nick? Uh, bath. Mud bath. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. No points he's awarded. He's in a zen mode because yeah. he took that anger management class. <laughs> I thought he was in a zen mode because he's hanging about Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. No points so far. We're all tied. Nick, give us the next one. All right. Uh, next word is penny. Penny, like penny blank? Uh, yeah. Penny blank. Okay. What? P-E-N-N-Y. Penny. Penny, Penny, Penny. <laughs> All right. Wait, uh, I don't have an answer. Well, you got to think of one. Okay. Um, okay. 
All right, Ollie, what you got? Even though I don't like these type of movies, Pennywise. Pennywise, okay. I also put Wise, Pennywise. <laughs> All right, I put Penny Loafer. Nick? Okay. I have Penny Whistle. What penny the frick is a penny whistle? <laughs> I have no idea. But That's that something first, something that, that all children knew about in 1904. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nick is stuck in scene three of the Carousel of Progress I, tonight. I, I think guess so. That's funny. Okay, so still we we are we have not successfully gotten into Nick's head yet. All right, give us another chance, Sadler. All right, next word, busy. Gotcha. Writing some answers. We'll see what we got. Lisa Body, why don't you go first this time? Body? Busy body? Ollie? I also said body. If this game was getting into Oliver's head, <laughs> I would be crushing it. I put busy B. The, the answer is B. Hey! Uh, I got a point. Finally. All right. Busy B. What's next? All right. Next word. Root. R-O-O-T. Root. Root. Where if anybody writes a bega, I'm gonna be <laughs> <laughs> all right. I put canal. I also put canal. As did I. All right, Nick. Root beer. Oh, I'm oh. so disappointed in myself. <laughs> I was really hoping you would get that. Dang one. it, man! Now I. Me too. If I ever got a time machine, I would go back to that exact moment and just change my answer. <laughs> Forget it. Crystal Pepsi used to be number one. Now it's root, root beer. Uh, I would go back to 1990-something and get Crystal Pepsi. That's what I meant. All right, uh, Nick. Next up, LAP. L-A-P. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this is going to be our first explicit rating. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oliver, please. Times. Lap times? Yes. What the heck does that mean? Like if you're a runner, right? Runner. Like your yeah. lap time. Or race cars. Yeah, okay. Over that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, lap time. Lise Mati? Dog. Lap dog. I also put lap dog. The answer is lap dog. Lap Yay! dog! Oh, you're no. definitely safe no. for work here. Safe for work. NSFW. Nicholas Sadler is safe for work. All right. All right, next up, I have light, L-I-G-H-T. Light? Yep, light. Light. Let there be light. Oliver is struggling. He's never heard the word light before. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh, no. I um, I put one in and I changed it, and I'm really mad, or I'm going to be really mad if it ends up being my first thing. Well, what was cool. it? Or what's your what's your answer? Are we ready? Uh huh. Yeah. My new answer is year, light year. Light year, great answer. Ollie, saber. I also put saber. I wish I had thought of those, but I, I had light switch. Light switch. Oh, okay. Surprisingly simple. Better than all of those. Were what was your what was your other answer? What was your original? Meat. Light meat. Like when you don't want dark meat. Oh, that's, I think that's white meat. It's white meat. Oh. <laughs> I don't see color. <laughs> Next is a barn door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> door. <laughs> door. <laughs> door. <laughs> My bad. Uh, That's okay. He, he opened the barn door to his answer. Well, okay, so this is a good follow. Door. <laughs> what is barn? I'll pick is it door one. blank or blank door? It's door blank. Okay. Uh, these are all, you know, the word blank. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, Lismati. 
knob. I put bell. I also put bell. It is bell. Hey! Finally. I was trying to think outside the box. Think outside the box or think outside the bun. That's Taco Bell. <laughs> Master. Master. Ollie. Ball. Ah, Pokemon what? reference. Pokemon oh, reference. Very it. nice. That was good. Leave. That was good. <laughs> I put mind, mastermind. Mastermind is a great answer. I put master bedroom. Uh, you're all wrong. Take it, man. Uh, <laughs> master Jedi. Master uh, Jedi. Nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> I will accept that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I'll make this in the last one. Okay. Uh, hyper. All right, Ollie, take us home, baby. Space. Lady? Speed. Hyperspeed? Yeah. I put space also. It is hyperspace. That's yeah. the right ah. answer. All right, Ollie, what's your score? Two points. Lise Mati? Two. And I got four, which means I am living rent-free in Nicholas Sadler's head. Hey. Congratulations. That was fun. Don't tell Jacob about this. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare. Um so uh, another fun thing that happened to me, the, we have a local comic shop called Coliseum of Comics, and um, they have a warehouse that's not too far. It's actually only about 10 minutes from my house. Uh, Coliseum has locations all across the state of Florida. They're a great comic shop. They're super friendly. They got a lot of cool stuff, uh, comics and collectibles and, and, and just anything you can think of. And um, so they about four weeks ago, exactly four weeks ago, they began opening up their warehouse on Saturday mornings. And uh, to the public from like nine o'clock in the morning until I think three, four. And um, all of their old, like these comics, boxes and boxes. I mean, just rows of comic books and collectibles, statues, action figures, just old things from their vaults that they just didn't sell, couldn't sell, maybe like scratch and dent kind of stuff. And they have it for sale in their warehouse drastically discounted. Love that. So what they've done is they put a sticker on everything that was like a colored sticker, a uh, little little circle dot, little red, yellow, blue, or green. And each week, the discount gets deeper. So let's just say the first week I went in there and I found an action figure and it had a little red sticker on it. It was 20% off. Uh, if nobody bought that action figure for 20% off, next Saturday, that red sticker now means 40% off. The next okay. Saturday, that red sticker now means 60% off. So it's been crazy. So I went the first day. I picked up just a couple little things. I didn't go crazy. But I started looking around and saying, okay, what do I want at a deeper discount? Like, what do I want to come back for next week? And uh, I, I just sort of started just plotting out, taking some pictures, kind of making a little list. Well, the next week I got there, and I got there first. Um, I was in line first. And there was a couple people that got there, and they they lined up behind me or whatever. Uh, immediately when they opened the door, I went in, and there was an item that I was looking for, and it wasn't there. And I thought, okay, maybe somebody somebody bought it. But I, my eyes scanned down the shelf to the far end of the room, and I did see it was there. It had just been moved. So I went, and I picked it up, and it was now actually uh, it was 40% off. And uh, I picked it up. I held it in my hand. Well, it turned out the guy that was two guys behind me in line, the third guy, immediately came in and said, oh, hey, where's that item? I was here last week right when you guys closed, and it was still here. Uh, and, so, and it was the thing that I had picked up. And it was a, um, a hot toy with their very nice, very high detailed, but they're expensive figures. 
And uh, it was Shuri from the movie Black Panther. And I picked it up. It was really, really awesome. I was able to get it for 40% off, which was significant. Noise. Really, really Noise. cool. And uh, I bought. I actually bought several things. I spent too much money on toys that day. But I began <laughs> looking through their old boxes, and they have all of these cool, awesome boxes of action figures, uh, uh, collectibles, things... Some of the stuff that's like back from when I was in high school, like old 90s Spider-Man action figures and just different things that are like such nostalgic throwback sort of stuff. And they're in there. And every week I've gone back every week and I bought something this past week that had gotten down to 80 percent off. In fact, everything I bought this past Saturday was 80 percent off. So it's like, well, that thing's 60 dollars. Nope, not for me. It's 12 (laughs) dollars. So it was like cleaning things up, man. I was like, all right, feeling real good about this, you know. So it was just a really neat thing. In fact, uh, the guy who who has uh, been checking uh, checking me out every week, and by that I mean taking my money and giving me action <laughs> figures. Uh, his name is John, and uh, John, John. When I came when I came uh, this past Saturday, I, I wear my Nerd of Godcast shirts every week. You know, my Jesus loves you, uh, my MegaCon shirts, and um, and and John noticed and kind of commented on it. Well, this week when I went to go pay, he said, "Hey, I downloaded your podcast, but I haven't listened yet." I was like, "Oh, okay. thanks, man." So what if you're listening, Johnny, John. From from Coliseum. What's up, dude? Thank you for all the toys. But it kind of got me in this nostalgic mood. I haven't collected toys for a long time. Now, I I was buying hot toys for a hot minute, you know, but but, um, I had to slow down on that because I also like paying my mortgage. Uh, (laughs) There's that. But I hadn't collected, like, like, Marvel Legends or different other, you know, smaller more kind of pick up and play action figures and uh, and I, I this has kind of gotten me back into paying attention to those I went and, and saw my friend Scott Fenster who had been on the show he he was selling some of his items at a, a, a toy and comic show here in town as well after Megacon and I just I've been like wow it was such amazing nostalgia to kind of go back and look at some of those old toys and I was shocked a because there was a guy that he got a booth that was all Transformers toys all like Generation One Transformers wow. you know Transformers at least money they're and cars then you sold your car for it yeah that's no? right okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I sold your car for it actually surprise so you um, got one Transformers toy <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't believe how tiny they were I I'm I said this is a Generation One Transformer go, yeah. They were were they always this small? <laughs> he said, "Yeah, they were. We were just small, so they seemed bigger." I'm like, dang it, man! Like I forget, Ironhide is like not much bigger than a Hot Wheels toy. Oh my god, <laughs> it was crazy how, how small they were. But I remember walking around. I was taking pictures. I sent it to Lismati. There was this one lady that was there, and she had all of these Bratz dolls. And you like playing with Bratz? I do. They make me so happy. Why? What? what like what? What is They're it? What anchor is Bratz? They were my doll of choice as a kid. They like debuted right at the. Peak time of my like doll playing like era as a child and we just had all of them my parents got us everything do you do you we had did your daughters play with brats no no I, I really rats really is tied into like my age group like girls in their like mid to late 20s were the brats girls because they came and then they were taken away because i believe like mattel Got, they got in some like legal issues with Mattel, oh, and yeah. so they just like, They're like stop making our Barbies slutty. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> and so they just stopped making brats. But for a few years, between my like, you know, ages like eight and I want to say twelve, like brats was huge, mm-hmm. and we just had so many of them. We had every every accessory: the the Rock Angel stage, the Tokyo Sushi Bar, the Ski Lounge, the motorcycles. Just all of it, the magic flying carpets. <laughs> <laughs> we just, it, it, it's so t- 
tied into like when I think of core childhood, like my favorite Christmas mornings, opening my Bratz dolls, like that's Bratz is is peak for me. So let me back you up because I again I was uh, I didn't play with Bratz because of, I, it wasn't age appropriate. Also, I was a, I was a boy, but um. They so they had little play sets that would go with them. They had like a sushi bar that you could actually go. Oh in. yeah, they I mean, and they weren't little play sets. They, I mean, brats have large heads and long bodies. You know, they needed space, and they just had so <laughs> many things. Um, so they were, and we had all of. So you, I mean, we had a whole brat city that we made out of, out of our stuff. My favorite thing was the the Rock Angels. Um, that was their band, the Rock Angels. Um, the Rock Angels place. It was a full concert stage, and it had like all the instruments, the drums, the guitars, the keyboard, and it had like everything was kind of adjustable, so you can like move the lights to point a certain way. And it came when you bought when you got the full Rock Angels stage. It came with a copy of the Bratz Rock Angels animated movie. Oh my goodness! And it was just so epic. So have you have you fallen into the trap of looking these things up on eBay to see how oh, much it would be to capture? Not childhood. only have I done it, but I know exactly which one I would start my like downfall of like a collecting addiction with. Um, it would be the uh, Bratz prom night Dana. <laughs> okay. And she, last I checked, was going for close to 400 on, oh my goodness. on eBay. Did, have they ever remade like prom night Dana? Like, could, would you accept a, no, a re-release? They did um, like a 20 year, and Bratz is back. Um, they have a big Bratz is back, you guys. <laughs> hey, hey, have you heard Bratz is back? Oh Bratz God. is back, you guys. They um, for a dollar. Bratz is back. They did a 20 year anniversary thing where they brought back and like did a remake. They like made the original Bratz dolls um, with very similar molds to the original molds. But they're never quite the same, are but they? But they're not quite the same. Yeah. And so now they have brats. They're more of a collectory thing now. They don't just kind of casually sell them, but they do have brat stalls that you can buy, like new ones. But it's all very like, you know, very woke. They all have like a lot of big, like this is the brat supporting this particular movement, and, and it's a collector's Alpha, yeah. item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so it's not quite the same, and they don't use the same mold, so they look very different. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, that's always disappointing when you're like, mm-hmm. I remember this being better, and maybe they weren't better, but we remember they them were being better. better. Yeah. They I'll, did. They lost their legal rights to use their original molds. So really, can, it's like Taylor Swift having to re-record her first album exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, like, how not do I quite know the that? Similar, but not quite the same. <laughs> not quite as satisfying. Ollie, what did you play with when you were a kid? What was your toy of choice? Oh my gosh. Um, I well, I well, you and I are you know basically the same age. So it was uh, He-Man toys, oh. uh, Transformer toys, yeah. um, GI Joes. Uh, the 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 little ones, not the not the not the big kung fu grip GI Joes. I got gotcha. you yeah. exactly. Yeah, those were my favorites. Uh, well, I don't know why I have a hard time picturing you as a child, Oliver. Okay, I don't. I mean, like, <laughs> I, it's I, I just I've never seen you, any young pictures of you. Okay, so okay. I have a I, like I think your wedding picture is the youngest photograph I've ever seen of you. So like oh. I, 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 when I'm picturing you as a child, I'm just picturing like a Muppet Baby's version of you with like a beard and <laughs> bald head and everything like that. You know what? What we should do? We should all post. Uh, some pic- pictures of us as children. Oh my goodness! On the Facebook, group. I don't think the world is ready for it. <laughs> so There's only one picture of me as a child. That's uh, true. She has no photos of her as a and baby. It's mostly my foot. Really? <laughs> giant chunky leg. I like. have a very large foot as, as a baby. <laughs> okay. My feet were very just mammy. one. Just, just one. No, giant just the one foot. was ginormous. The other one was non-existent. <laughs> it sprouted later. She's like a unicorn. <laughs> 
So you, you, she was talking about, at least, Mari, you, you mentioned like the sushi bar and the, the mm-hmm. Rock Angel stage and stuff like that. Uh, Ollie, when you're talking about these toy lines, one of the best things about these like toy lines from the 80s, in my opinion, like anything that would go to the immediately to the top of the list if they had play sets. Yes. I loved that. That's why I love G.I. Joe. Because yes. G.I. Joe had these vehicles. And every vehicle might as well have been a playset. Like they, they would have like side runners and gun turrets, and they all had those little pegs so you could put their feet on them and make like your Cobra troopers hanging off the side. And yep. And and uh, and and Star Wars, they had playsets and vehicles in Star Wars that were so amazing. Absolutely. And and uh, what He Man? I mean, He Man just just Castle Grayskull alone. Castle Grayskull. <laughs> yes. What was your um? What was what was your favorite um? games to play like as kids like not not just toys but uh did you play any games and, and you know that could be a video game that could be you know a, a more traditional game uh do you, what, what kind of nostalgia hmm. gameage do you have trouble trouble that was that the one with the little popper right yes yeah oh that started some arguments <laughs> <laughs> but i remember playing trouble with my with my big brother and and my parents every once in a while and stuff um especially you know when you 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 rolled a, a five and you landed right on that person and to send them back home that that would awesome. you know a game board could be flipped at some point <laughs> with that but i do remember playing uh trouble uh, nick what was a what was a game that you played when you were a little kid like like pre-minecraft nick pre-minecraft um i distinctly remember playing monopoly yeah you guys like monopoly man yeah i remember you got me perry uh, perryopoly <laughs> for, yeah. from your hometown of perry florida and uh i distinctly remember playing clue Oh yeah! You know, I've never played Clue. Really? Never it's fun. Never played. Clue. We, we need to. We need to play a game of Clue. For sure. In yeah. the uh, you know you, uh, you go through and you try to find out who did it, where they did it, and what the murder weapon was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Super. We should fun. have another mystery game night. Remember when we, we, we did just, that? Yeah, that was awesome. We just play Clue though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Awesome. What, what's um what, what's another uh, another game that you played, Lismati? With- well, you know, interestingly enough, my family also was really big on Trouble. My mm-hmm. dad loved Trouble. Really. He loved trouble. I think it was just because it's a simple game mechanic. Like, it wasn't hard to understand. Mm -hmm. But my dad loved trouble. I also remember my sister and I got... we had these two games and they had come in like a pack so that's why i remember them both together in my mind but it was that fishing thing where it's like the little fish that their mouths pop open, open and close, close and yeah, you yeah, have yeah like the little rod oh i love those um oh my gosh yeah oh you just like opened up a core memory for me right that now that was like a big thing that we would always mess around with but then whatever however we got that it came in a set that we also got the game don't wake daddy yeah um okay. and i just distinctly remember like sitting on our front porch we had um, neighbors they, they, next door. So they made him go outside so they literally didn't wake daddy. <laughs> <laughs> we had neighbors next door who we were really close with and they would come over and we would just sit on like sit on the front porch and just play the fishing game and don't wake daddy and that's what we would do. we just hang out with them. That's so funny. Yeah. Man, there were so many great games to play as a kid. I mean, younger, younger kid me, I love Candyland. Uh, never really got into Shoots and Ladders. Okay. Thought I was a little overrated, just me personally. Um, we, we loved Uno. Uno was oh, always yeah. like super fun. Ooh, I, burn, I just burn remember bridges with Uno. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> I, the game of life. I also remember playing that yeah, one. Yeah, that we didn't with, get with into the, that one too with much. The with the little spinner. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. We didn't play that one too, too much. Um, we, I, I was never a Monopoly fan though. Man, no, 
dude, that's crazy. You know, I just, for me, like, we didn't really play a lot of games. I feel like things that I played as a kid, I was a big, like, um, imagination person. Like, yeah. imaginative play was very much the bulk of what I would do. So I just So you were lonely? Oh, no, I was, <laughs> I, I, I was definitely kept to myself. I, I was a big daydreamer. I've always said this. When I was a uh-huh. kid, I was a weird kid. I mostly like would just walk around in circles and kind of, I would look crazy. I'd just walk around in circles and talk to myself. My parents thought I was special because um, <laughs> I would just like talk to myself. But I just ha- always had a really big imagination. I always would like imagine like scenarios in my head. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm a princess mermaid and this is my name and this is the color of my hair and this is my kingdom and this is what I would do. With and one I'm, giant Bigfoot. And, <laughs> um, and then, you know, like I said, when my neighbors, they were kind of my first real friends were my next door neighbors. Um, we would do a lot of like going outside and pretending, oh, we're today we're playing that we're cheerleaders, so we're gonna go play like we're cheerleaders, or today we're pretending that I don't know, we're adventurers, or we're <laughs> whatever. Um, I just remember doing a lot of um, like imagination play, yeah. I think that's that's like one of the best ways to play as a kid. I, I, so my sisters were much younger than me, uh, so a lot of times. We moved around a lot, so I didn't always have a lot of friends wherever I went, uh, which is why I liked reading and, uh, you know, doing imagination things. So I would go out in the woods, and if I could find a surveying stake, it became, you know, the uh, the magical sword from Zelda, and I would go through the woods, and I would, you know, look for treasure or, or fight imaginary enemies and things like that. It was that was always a lot of a, a lot of fun to do. Um, and, and video games became a, a, a friend too, uh, because you could always go on an adventure in you know the Mushroom Kingdom. Speaking of that, like my nostalgia uh, alarm has been like on high alert lately with all of these things that are kind of coming back and playing to my childhood. Ollie, have you seen the Super Mario movie? I have not seen it yet. Nick, have you seen it? I have not. Oh my goodness, oh my you guys! Goodness, was it good? Guys. It was uh, actually it was pretty darn good, man. Like they hit all the right notes. Yeah. And uh, so we we have uh, some some friends in another podcast called the Infinity Bros, and they tweeted out a couple weeks ago. They're like at the conclusion now of the superhero genre kind of being the dominating movie force in Hollywood. What's going to take its place? And I said it's going to be video games. Mark my words, mm-hmm. video games are are the, are the next big movie thing. And um, like Twisted Metal from the, is, is coming out on Hulu. Yeah, no, I thought no, it's Peacock. Oh, it's Peacock. That's yeah, right. I just that, saw the right. commercial yeah, yeah, yeah. for that with yes. uh, Anthony Mackie. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Which Twisted Metal, you know, early '90s PlayStation game, right? Yes. So they're they're leaning hard into like my my nostalgia on this kind of thing. In fact, I started thinking about stuff that that's even nostalgic from just a few years ago. Like we were driving down the road the other day, and I said, Lismati, do you remember your Animal Crossing village? <laughs> We we played Animal Crossing every, every day. day during like the COVID time. It was all, I got a switch just so that I could play Animal Crossing during COVID. And we we were trying to you go. You dropped it off at my house. And I well I I'm, I'm here to bring good things to life, right? Uh, and we we thought like what who are our villagers? And and we couldn't remember all of our villagers. Coach. She remembered one of her villagers. Coach is one of them for sure. <laughs> and it was just like, I couldn't, re- I think I, I got to eight of 10 of my villagers. And I'm like, man, it's just been such a long time. So yesterday I sat down after church and I turned on my Nintendo Switch and I'm like, I'm going back to the island. And uh, I went back and played Animal Crossing. Next thing you know, I'm going to play Pokemon Go again. Okay. Hey. Some people are still into that. I, yes. It's true. Oliver plays Pokemon Go all the time. Yes, there was a community day this past uh, Saturday. Really? I caught some uh, 
several shiny swineups. Community day, like you met with other Pokemon goers? No, no. I well, I I did community day from home, but <laughs> <laughs> typical Pokemon Go person. No, listen. In 2016, we were out. Like you would make friends. I joined someone's Discord that was like people that because we had a Pokestop right here at the church. We had a gym and a Pokestop. It's still here. And people would come to the church all the time. Yeah. Like you'd see cars sitting just, out there. Just a random car in the park. Wait, and, yep. and when we have like those uh, the, the what are the, the battles, the raids, what, what yeah. is it? Raids. Raid. Yeah. And like dude, there, there would be like cars. People would show up because people would drive around town. They would go and yeah. they would do a battle with like a legendary and then they would go to the next place because there were certain battles that you could they just they were very rare battles right yeah. right so yep. it'd be like oh my gosh a kyogre is at this place we everybody go and they would put it on the discord and people would just start showing up mm -hmm. and um that was it was really kind of fun kind of exciting right yeah and uh so so i, I just kind of got nostalgic for those things that have just been they were part of my childhood or part of like a i mean i guess even animal crossing and pokemon go just feel like Part, part of a of simpler, like yeah, like a simpler time. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when the world pandemic happened and things were easy. <laughs> things, things were simple. They were slowed down, right? Um, so I, this is kind of what got me, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to overstay my my welcome here. But um, I started thinking about the, the faith aspect of this. Like, if we were going to go back and think about our devotion life as kids, like, has there ever been a time? where the way that you walk out your Christianity, and I'm going to talk about a positive time, where the way that you walked out your Christianity was looked different or, or had a different cadence or a, a different machination than it does now. Like maybe in your childhood, uh, Lismata, you grew up in a Christian home. Yes. Oliver, you grew up in a Christian home. Yes. Nicholas, you grew up in a Christian home. Yes. Um, I did not. Um, really, my, my family was not part of I came to Jesus when I was 13, but uh, my family didn't make that turn with me until many years later. Uh, so, so as a kid growing up, what were the things that you did? What were the routines that you did? What was what was poured into you on how, as a child, you should express your faith? You should devote yourself to God. Were there routines? Were there instructions that you were given on this is what you should do? Certainly, there were instructions on this, what you shouldn't do. <laughs> um, a lot of that. Yes. A lot of that. I I grew up in a very, like, strict Pentecostal, like, Puerto Rican Pentecostal house. Um, so there was a lot of the what you shouldn't do. But I do think, I, I thank my parents because there are things I think about my faith that just came because they specifically planted in me. My mom loves to tell, like, say this all the time to people. But it really is, like true um i don't know when at some point when i was in like first grade i got i had really bad social anxiety as a little kid like really bad social anxiety um and it was very difficult with schooling to get me to go to school because i just hated being around other students i was so freaked out by by being under, around other kids i always felt like nobody liked me and it was always like a really dramatic thing for me to be in school i always felt so anxious okay and um so going to school was very triggering for me as a young young kid and on one particular occasion I went and there was a test and there was like groups and, and kids can kind of work on it you know almost like in pairs but I didn't really have any friends because I was like always freaked out by people so the teacher was like well you can work on it by yourself and I just remember like looking at the paper and being so confused because I didn't understand it I didn't know what to do and I was so scared and so distressed by it 
and I got home that day and I told mom I had a test like I, I guess I told her about whatever it was and she told me next time you know you ever have a, a test or something that is scary and you feel like you don't understand just pray about it first mm. before you take your test make sure to ask God to help you take your test so the next time I had to take a test in school I prayed about it before taking the test and I took the test I don't remember what the next text was but apparently I prayed about it and I went home and I told mom you know I prayed about it and I did well in whatever the thing was and I don't remember specifically what the thing was but my mom was like you came back and you said you prayed and you showed me and you had done so well and forever for my entire academic career I always whenever I have a project whenever I'm going into a new semester like I always am very intentional about praying favor specifically over any exams I have to take or any homework I have to do or projects I have to do even now as an adult I always before I start the school semester I, I pray over whatever assignment I look at all of them on my calendar and I, I pray over them that God would favor me in getting the work done and I always root that back to my mom telling me well if you're gonna take a test and you're scared about it just pray about it first so that always stuck with me and praying first is a big deal so this is something i didn't realize for uh, in puerto rican culture but i know enough puerto ricans who come to church and the first thing that they do this is this and this might be something that's so common knowledge to everybody but to me i was surprised uh what's the first thing a good puerto rican does when they get to church lismati you sit down you pray you get on your knees and pray i'll tell you and i'll see puerto ricans will come into church and they will stop they will get down on their knees and you and use their seat as an altar and they will pray leading into church this is a something that is clearly drilled into you from your childhood yes you don't go into a church service and not take time to pray beforehand yeah Ollie, what's something that was part of your spiritual upbringing, something that maybe you did uh, a devotional habit as a child? Um, uh, I know there was. So. I'm going to call your mama. <laughs> I'm going to call your mama. Oh, and <laughs> she'll be able to tell you easily. Yeah, um, there, there was uh, also a lot of prayer, um, I have to say, um, but there's... Um, well, uh, okay. Well, Christmas time. I, I remember Christmas time. We never opened gifts before reading the Christmas story and praying. Okay. That that was something. I mean, and that's something that we do at uh, now uh, with my children. Um, anytime you know, uh, Christmas rolls around, and and we're before we open those gifts. I mean. The, even when they were little and all they were, you know, they saw the brightly colored paper and all that stuff. No, we have to pause and we have to remember why we're doing this. Okay. Wow. The, yep. the main reason why we're doing this. And yeah, uh, Celia and I instilled that in the children as well. And hopefully they'll continue that uh, into their futures. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Uh, Nick, what's something that you, you were uh, taught to do, brought up to do as, as kind of a religious uh, spiritual devotion or practice? Um, one thing that comes to mind is uh, anytime when we had an event or anything, uh, my mom always had us uh, helping in any way that we can. Whether it's like putting chairs out, setting up tables, you know, cleaning up afterwards, that kind of stuff. It was, it was always, 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 always serving in some way um, at the church. Man, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I got a couple church people that I, I need your mom to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> she, she will. She'll talk to them. <laughs> oh, man. So, so again, I didn't become a Christian until I was 13, and nobody sort of put these things into me from my home, but they were these were some of the things that I remember doing as a, as a young Christian that 
I feel like I've just kind of, I don't know at what point I got, they, they fell out of uh, my, my habit trail, but, um, I remember used to, I used to always post scripture verses around my room. Like I would, I would write a scripture verse. I would write something. Or if we, we had church bulletins and the church bulletin would have like whatever the scripture verse of the day it was, they were pre-printed bulletins that you could buy at Christian bookstores and they would just, um, print the song lyrics on the inside of the bulletin and you know whoever had a birthday that week because we didn't have we didn't have these fancy pro presenter powerpoint <laughs> scripture lyrics on the screen the we didn't even have the overhead projector oh, wow. bro we had the lyrics in the bulletin wow. <laughs> that's what we had and um so but i remember i would always take the cover of the bulletin because it would have a scripture verse on it and i would just uh pin it to my wall so that it could be like every week I could try to memorize that scripture. I could just read it over and over and over again until I knew, okay, Romans 10, 9 is this, okay, or, you know, Philippians 4, 3, and I would just kind of read through and I'd say, okay, this is my scripture this week. And I, that was a, a habit that I wanted to do because I wanted to memorize scripture. I wanted to have it in my head so that that was the first thing I thought of instead of the things that I knew. I wanted to think about the things that God knew. Another thing that I miss uh, from like like old day stuff that we miss out on now. Ollie, did you go to youth group when you were a teenager? Yes. Liz Mata, you went to youth group. Of course. Now, I think that adults should have some adult version of youth group. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not saying like, you know, like small groups, like, oh, everyone comes together and we have a casserole and we read Ephesians or whatever. But I mean, like the people that you hang out with and play games with and go on retreats with you know youth retreats i was a youth pastor for a long time man i was a youth group member before that and i used to love youth retreats I, we'd go camping we'd eat junk food we'd stay up late we'd pray we'd praise we'd, we'd get into the bible together dude could you imagine if you were an adult and someone just said you're gonna go spend a week at camp building relationships and you know eating gross food and learning and loving jesus I think adults could use some of that in their lives, man. I'm not trying to say let's bring all the old stuff back, yeah. but there's got to be some adult, some grown-up version of a youth retreat that exists out there, and I, I want to be a part of it. That's what I'm saying. We should have a retreat, just a church retreat. But no, no, no. I get the idea of a retreat, but I'm not talking like hotel rooms and continental breakfast retreat. I'm talking like eating goop dogs and you know, till, till someone in, throws up. In Puerto Rico, we used to do that. We used to have church retreats, and we would go stay at the campground. And um, people would like families like would stay in rooms with bunk beds and stuff, and we would have like service times and community times and play times, and it was for everyone. All right, you're in charge of planning, <laughs> planning. On now that you're done with your statistics class, let's go. Uh, you are you are in charge of planning our uh, retreat. Yeah, I'm I'm down for some goop dogs. As long as there I we go. <laughs> Sadler's in. Hepto. <laughs> okay, so what is a goop dog? We'll tell you off the air. Oh, it's, okay. a red, it's, a, it's a secret family recipe designed <laughs> okay. to make teenagers throw up. Ah. Um, no, it's it's just chili and cheese, but a lot of those things. It's a lot. It's The, the ratios are not what you think they should be. <laughs> okay. Um, but, hey, listen, there there's things that, that we've you know, kind of grew up on that maybe we've gotten away from. And maybe it's uh, that regularity of, of praying every day. Maybe, you know, mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or the youth pastor used to pour those things into you and encourage you. Maybe it was praying at the flagpole before school every day. Whatever those things were that were maybe the old things that we've kind of taken for granted or they, they've fallen by the wayside. 
you know, throw that nostalgia back to uh, our early walk with Christ. And I'm not trying to say anything that's condemning anyone or whatever, Uh, but I, I think about Uh, I think it's the church in Ephesus in the book of Revelation. There's these seven churches that get these letters written to them. And uh, and, and Ephesus is like, hey, man, you guys are doing great things. We love it. You guys are are holding down the fort and doing an awesome thing. But I have this against you. And that's that you've, you've left your first love. You know, so so go back to the first things. Go back to your first love. And again, I'm not saying anybody's left Jesus. I'm not being condemnational. I'm not being accusational. Uh, But I am just saying, if there was ever a time that you had a better routine, if there was ever a time that you had a greater love uh, or devotion for growing and 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 being in the presence of God, um, let's get nostalgic for those things. Not just you know comic books and not just action figures and not just old TV shows. Because uh, I grew up in the 1980s, man, which was which was the the the, the holy city of. Uh, action figures and TV shows and cartoons. I mean, I I could live a thousand years and never fully walk out all of the wonderful nostalgia of my childhood. But uh, that it was it was when I stepped into my relationship with Jesus. Those are some things that I, I used to be more passionate about witnessing and telling people about my faith. I used to be more passionate about uh, representing Jesus and everything that I said and that I that I did. And uh, I want to get back to those things. So I, I encourage you guys, whatever whatever it is that's in you. Um, find you know if there is the innocence of your faith and the like the fresh love that you had when it wasn't about the pressure or 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 when it wasn't maybe routine yeah because sometimes we do take it a little bit for granted right Mm -hmm. yeah so just be encouraged uh and and hopefully that's something that kind of puts a little spring in your step um we don't look back but we uh but we definitely don't leave good things behind if there's still meat on the bone so uh but thank you guys for listening thanks for hanging out with us and being a little nostalgic with us uh let us know what some of your favorite games and toys were from your childhood we can geek out together and if you have any cool pro tips from your youth or younger years about how to get closer to jesus we would love for you to give us some of your throwback pro tips and uh, and keep us encouraged and inspired. You can do that by joining the conversation on our Facebook small group. That's the Nerd of God Squad. Go to nogsquad.com and leapfrog right there or just search for Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. Uh, if you want to be part of the financial blessing of this show, visit patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast. For just $3 a month, you can get early access to shows, lots of bonus content. In fact, we just sent out some freebies, some cool stuff to our Patreon sponsors. So if you are part of our Patreon fam, be watching the mailbox because there's some free stuff coming your way. Uh, we love giving out swag. And my mom told me that my spiritual gift uh, was to be a game show host. So I, I do. I love that. And I don't disagree with her. And um, and most important, um, just look look for ways to, to walk with Jesus. Tell people that you know that Jesus loves them. Look, the world's going crazy and we could all use a little hope and a little bit of love. And uh, best I can tell, Jesus is still the only way. So uh, we uh, we got to wrap it up here. We thank you guys so much for tracking with us tonight and hanging out with us. Uh, for all of us here at the Nerd of God cast, um, we love you and we bless you. For uh, Nick Sadler. Goodbye. For Jamaican Ollie. Good night. For lovely Lady Lismati. Make good choices. My name is Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home, but, but we, we can't, can't stay here. here.
Wow, we're so chatty for a group of three. 